0: Whoa, oh, whoa, well, well. welcome to the first home edition of the post game report Ben Lieber is beside me well Ben Lieber is to my far right and Pete Bursich is in between us right beside me and guys uh, we just witnessed the Minnesota Vikings lose to the San Francisco 49ers 17 to 7 Ben like I said last week we will never remember the score of this game but it's a really good opportunity for us to see these backups get some shine.
1: <laughs> Can I be really honest with you as I was getting ready to interview head coach kevin o'connell i had to ask bob Hagen, our good friend I'm like wait what was the score again <laughs> i knew that we lost but i just wasn't quite sure what the score was because i didn't care really what the score was when we were losing i knew that we lost that's all that really matters there was some bright spots a lot of uh, a lot of low spots and like you said that's really what this preseason is about is about evaluating players evaluating Competition, You know, we have a, a few key spots where I think everybody's eyes were on, namely quarterbacks and running backs.
2: Yeah, and I think uh, in, you take a step back and really look at it, you know, how many of these guys that were out there today are we going to see opening day? Maybe Ed Ingram, Andrew Booth, you know, hopefully he's okay with the, with the ankle turn. So, you know, it, it's what's frustrating I think for us too is that you try to, Take a look at what's happening and project how we're going to go in the season. We have no idea, right? We have no idea um, what our guys are going to look like on September 11th because we really haven't a chance to see them play. They're all going to be healthy. They're all going to be ready to go. But at the same time, you know, we're kind of watching the, the the second the second team guys develop and, you know, a couple hard days of practice finally. So this is probably the the poorest they're going to feel going into a football game. Speaking of second team guys, um,
0: there are there's a position battle for a second string spot. It's the quarterback spot, and if we get once we get on Twitter after this, everyone is going to be talking about it. Kellen Mond versus Sean Um Kellen Mond shined last week against the Las Vegas Raiders. Really good game. Two touchdowns this week. He has two interceptions. Sean Mayen, he's consistent. We know what he's going to get out of him. Doesn't turn the ball over but not the spark that this offense needed, especially when you look at the scoreboard and see that we scored only seven points. Your thoughts on that matchup today and going forward?
1: Ben? Look, I really think that Kellen took a step back today. You know, he looked good in the first couple of plays. You know, on the third down, he did a great job of just sort of snaking around the pocket, good pocket awareness, uh, delivers the ball, and picks up a first down. Then later on, he underthrows a seven route, and it was an easy interception later on in the game he took a sack which you got to have better awareness you know we we saw the the right guard get beat on an inside move but it wasn't one of those immediate things it was just he was kind of clinging to the defender as the defender was putting pressure on him that's one of those things where if you're an athletic quarterback those are the moments that you have to use your legs you have to use your awareness in the pocket to pick up some yards and so i, I just think that he he looked like he was trying to do way too much as opposed to just playing fast, and that's been, his, that's been his M.O. the whole time he's been here. So I'm like, I'm waiting for him to break out of this shell and to say, like, oh, screw it, man, I'm just going to go make a play. We don't see that enough. And then, you know, we see the, uh, the, another underthrown ball later in the game
2: for a second interception. So I, I think
1: he just uh, he did not capitalize on a, on a golden opportunity tonight. I think
2: both quarterbacks struggle with gut pressure. And, you know, for Kellen Mond, when he's not able to step into a throw – then that arm strength and the accuracy that we have seen out of him you know, that disappears very quickly. But he's got to learn to help himself. I'm you know, you think about that play where he threw the interception. We had motioned a receiver across. We had three receivers on one side of the field and the defense for the 49ers didn't even move. And when you move a guy and they don't move anybody, that's got to be a red flag, right? So you you know, you have to anticipate that. Um, and then, and also in all fairness, he had a big pass to Zach Davidson that was dropped. He had one drop by Myron Mitchell. Actually, Davidson dropped two passes, so you know it could have been it could have been better. But I think the part that sticks with all of us is you know Kellen plays well last week. He gets a chance to start, and then you see him get spelled by Mannion. And 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 yeah, it's I mean thank goodness Cousins doesn't miss a lot of football games, right? He's been pretty healthy and, and throughout his career. And so, you know that's going to help a little bit. But let's, if the second string quarterback issue, will you know I, I trust Kevin O'Connell to evaluate that position. So whether or not the guy's on the team or they got to go get somebody, I think we'll be okay when uh, when when the time comes. Pete, I'm going to toss this thing right back to you. What do you make of this running back position battle? Because you got
0: four really good running backs, plus C.J. Ham, who's arguably the best fullback in the game.
2: Yeah, I mean that's a that's a very crowded room, and I think uh, pro personnel across the league is, is they're going to look at this room and say there's going to be some opportunity. Um, I think it's Brian Kobach's the guy that who has some speed. Uh, he's a guy that you would love to have be that taxi squad developmental type of guy. Uh, whether or not you know you'll be able to hide him because you know he's shown I think he's shown some some talent. I mean Ty Chandler. Shows some juice. Uh, Kene Wanwu's out there. He's showing some juice, and you know Alexander Madison got himself a couple carries. And I still think he's the he's the number two. He's the backup running back, and um, so it's a good problem to have. Uh, but at the same time, I, I I don't think you can get rid of a guy like C.J. Ham. He's too valuable. He's he's he can do so many different things. This is going to be a two-back running game. Uh, you know, a a good part of the time, I think, going into the season. Yeah, and you know, after last week, I was pleasantly
1: surprised to see us come out in some two-back looks. You know, straight eye. You know, we used a fullback like a fullback's supposed to be used. And and my hope and my um, the idea of this offense, I'm crossing my fingers that it could look like a little bit of a hybrid of the Shanahan offense that we saw tonight. Uh, and that we know of with the 49ers where they use use check as this kind of move guy that's cj ham we see the problems that that gives a lot of defenses why can't you use a guy like cj ham in that capacity still have some two back run game still have the ability to, to to run a little power football but yet at the same time have at your core three receiver sets when you need to I don't think that we have to be married to the fact that like we have to look exactly like Sean McVay's offense. I mean, that's the whole reason why every coordinator out there that becomes a head coach, they're chomping at the bit to change, you know, where what they've known and apply it to the new team that they're at. So don't try to at least in year one make us look automatically like the LA Rams. No, we've got some talented players on the field that I really think that can give defenses a lot of fits with different personnel groups, even, even using, especially with Irv Smith, we don't know where he's going to be 100% back with that thumb injury. You know, use a guy like C.J. Ham as an H-back and, use, and split him out, and all of a sudden now it looks like 11 personnel with a fullback.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point, and I think that, that's what great coaches do. They play to their strengths. And if your strength is the running back room, maybe that 11 personnel maybe isn't used as frequently as a lot of people say we will use. But that, that'll that be a decision made between now and September 11th. I'm sure we'll get there. But I want to move to the defensive side of the ball. Uh, T.Y. McGill, he's going to make it hard for these coaching staff to cut him. Of course, he probably won't get cut by next Tuesday, which is when the uh, NFL has, or when the NFL is mandating teams cut their roster down to eighty players, which is five players less than what it is right now. But Ty McGill is a guy that has showed up uh, four sacks the last couple of weeks, um, and then you move behind him, Brian Asamoah, the rookie. He's been playing phenomenal, and then Lewis We finally get to see what he does on the field. Vikings first round draft
2: pick this year. Your overall thoughts on this defense, Pete? Um, yeah, I I think they've played the run pretty well. I think uh, with the exception of a couple of runs, like right at the end of this game, they've held up. Um, they haven't given up a lot of big plays except when it's third and about 35. And then they give up a deep in route. I mean, that, you know, that's happened a couple times. Um, I mean, up front, Dalvin Thompson and Harrison Phillips, I think, showed us enough last week against the Raiders that they, that they can play this scheme. Um, and we talked about the backup quarterback position which I think is important, but it's, it's not essential until, you know, obviously, your starter gets hurt. But you need to have six good interior defensive linemen, and those six guys are going to play quite a bit. And you also need some backup outside linebackers. I think D.J. Wanham is a favorite on one side. you got Patrick Jones on the other. Um, but, it, you know, James Lynch, um, T.Y. McGill, I think some of the, you know, who's going to be that sixth guy? You know, is it going to be Jalen Twyman or, who, you know, who's going to step up and, and take that take that spot? Because the D-line position is one where you're going to see a lot of guys rotate in and out. You're going to see a lot of that throughout the year. Um, you know, you look at the cornerback position without Andrew Booth, you know, hey, we're, we're thin already, right? So um, defensively, I've been pretty happy with how, physically, how physical they've been and how they've played in that respect. Uh, tackling's been pretty solid. Um, you know, not a lot of mental errors. I think a Caleb Evans turned a guy loose over the middle of the field, you know, for a touchdown tonight. But for the most part, I think they've played pretty well as a unit, and they've got, they've got a little bit of swagger to them. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing, like, Kendricks and Hicks be out there. And on a, against a team like we saw tonight with the 49ers, Ben, that underneath coverage becomes pretty, pretty important.
1: Yeah, it, it really does. I mean, I would love to see our number one defense lineup against this offense again and, you know, pick off some of those short underneath routes that they're known for look i i don't have any problems with our number one defense i think our number yeah. one defense is going to be pretty kick-ass like mm-hmm. i really do i mean uh the inside guys have had great camps um you know even just the practice i was at the other day daniel was almost unstoppable yeah. in one-on-ones in the team period um zadarius the day before in the in the first joint practice he was the exact same way almost unstoppable so when those guys are going on our, our front, you know, what's going to be our front five now, that's a formidable unit. And then you've got Hicks and Kendricks that can run sideline to sideline. Those guys can really make plays. So I'm not really worried about the number ones. It's just that we know the injuries are going to happen. We know on that front line you're going to have to spell those guys. You need a second wave of pass rushers to be just, you know, almost as good as your, as your number yeah. one guys. That's the area that I'm a little concerned with. I'm concerned with our inside linebacker depth. Um, God forbid one of our guys goes down for an extended amount of time. You know, Eric Kendricks has not played a full season since 2017. You know, yeah. he's going he he's going to miss a game or two. You know, is it Asamoah that steps in? Can he be that guy? I don't know. He's shown flashes, but you know. Pete, as you know, game plans are different, and then when when the other the other team and the the offense is putting in their full game plan, it's a lot different. Yeah, it, it tends to slow your mind or your body down because you're thinking so much. Um, so we should tell Vikings fans
0: that hey, Brian Asamoah is good, but like let's not get too far fetched. Yeah, is let's not pre-season. get too far
1: fetched because yes, he's instinctful, he's explosive, but you know until you get into you know the regular season prep. All of a sudden now, your Rolodex of defensive plays and responsibilities exponentially gets bigger. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden now, instead of thinking about three or four blitzes, now you've got three or four base blitzes, and then you have five or six nickel blitzes, and then you've got a a bunch of other things to think about with a whole bunch of shifts and a whole bunch of motions, and you're like, ah! like My my brain's going to explode. How can I play fast? That's just the way it goes. So, I like what we have so far, but I still have questions
2: about some of our backups. I, and I agree with you on that, Ben. And, and at some point, though, you, you kind of have to just live with what you have, right? And yeah, is, no doubt, is, is this the time? I mean, Troy Dye is is a very, very good special teams player. He's a good, solid guy to come in and 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 start you a couple games. You can you can win with him. Um, but Asamoah, I think, is the guy that that really can be the future at the inside linebacker position with this group.
1: Yeah. Well, I don't want to forget to talk about it. I think I think Pat Jones has had a, a really good camp. I think DJ, DJ Wanham, once again, had a solid day. He had a nice uh, third down pressure quarterback hit uh, yep. on an inside spin move that I thought was really well set up, especially for early in the game. Um, so I don't want to take away from the camps that those guys are having in the development those guys are having because we need a, a guy like Pat Jones and DJ Wanham to really step up and give us you know a true uh, true depth on the outside. All right. Well,
0: we talked offense. We talked defense. Uh, Let's hear from head coach Kevin O'Connell, who addressed the media following tonight's preseason two preseason game. Number two loss to the San Francisco 49ers.
3: Just kind of kicking it off, you know, uh, you know, hope to kind of obviously have a chance to score a few more points um, in the second half and really uh, piggyback on what I thought was a really strong defensive performance in the first half. Um, a lot of guys flashed as far as helping us try to stay in that game, where we we're just trying to find a rhythm offensively that we we really never found outside of that one drive uh, towards the end of the second quarter. Um, just across the board, just waiting on that one play. You know, what's who's going to make that one play to get us going? Um, I obviously. You know, it starts with me, and we got to be able to, you know, from every guy on our roster needs to feel like they're in a position to go out there and compete. And and we felt like we had a good plan going into it, but ultimately, just execution was not enough uh, offensively. And then I think our defense just wore down um, three turnovers, short fields, different things that. Um, right when we could kind of stand up and get some momentum going, it just did not happen tonight for us. So uh, we'll continue to, you know, a lot of battles going on on our our roster right now to make our team. I want to continue to allow those guys to compete while also still making sure that uh, our starters coming off a great week of practice against a really good team. I really felt like there was a lot of good things done this week. Ultimately wanted to win this game tonight, and we did not.
0: All right, fellas, we got the Denver Broncos next week. Starters probably won't play but this is another evaluation opportunity heading into the Malaha City. Ben, your thoughts, or Pete, your thoughts going into that game.
2: Can we find a punt returner? Yeah. Please. Yes. I mean, you know, you got uh, – Please. You know, like Amir Smith-Marset, I, I I want to ask him why why the one sleeve, right? Yeah. You know, and it's like it's not going to help you hold on to the football. Um, you know, Naylor got a couple opportunities. You probably should have fair caught the one punt that ended up way, you know, deep inside our territory. So – you know, is that a position where come waiver time you're out looking because you need someone with experience? And I've said it many times, you got to have someone back there you can trust to make the right decisions. And one thing you cannot do is turn the ball over. And Denny Green would always point that out. He said, I don't care what happens as long as when the whistle blows, the ball is in the hand of our off- hands of our offense, especially when you have – you know, Justin Jefferson and Dalvin Cook and an offense that should be pretty explosive. If you got to gain another 10 yards on a, on a series, that's fine. but right now it's kind of disappointing that no one's really stepped up when that position, that job is there for the taking, right? I mean, you can you can add another year to the pension, Ben, if you can just return <laughs> once and uh yeah, so maybe you know being outside, mile high. Uh, you know, we could find figure out what's going to happen there.
1: Yeah, it's such a good point. I I really thought that, I didn't think that the punt return game was going to be as big of a factor going into the season as it is. I, I'm like, okay, ISM can kind of pick it up. He can do it. He's not showing the foot quickness the, immediately when he catches the ball in, in the decision making that I was expecting to see out of him. We all know that he's got straight line speed, but to be a punt returner, you almost have to be quicker than you are fast. Um, so it, it remains to be seen who's going to hold down that position. It's,
2: it's the it's kind of the it's kind of the uh, factor, right? Yeah, yeah. Because when you when you got a when you got a good re- return guy back there, it's, you know you, you, feel, you know he's going to come down with it. Yeah. Right now, when I'm, you're kind of sweating it with with Amir Smith Marset. Where you're just like, yeah, okay, got it. Got it. Yeah, you which I mean? which
1: I think, you know, you go you go back a couple years, you really start to appreciate the player that Marcus Sherrills was. Absolutely. You know, he wasn't a great lockdown corner Not or nickel smart. corner but he was that's smart he was smooth gotta he was dependable yeah. and I never had that. I never had that feeling when the ball was in the air on a punt then you and when you're crossing your fingers like oh gosh <laughs> exactly please right. like i hope this is a good outcome you're like you're like well i know he's going to catch the ball and i know he's going to dazzle us with something some sort of off balance hand on the ground you know picking up 12 15 yards on a punt return that's just not happening and um, you know going back to gabe your original question about what are we going to see guys I want to see our starters play. I I mean, I know that's not in vogue anymore, especially with the way the preseason is working out. We have joint practices and all this stuff, but come on, guys. We have more than two weeks after we play this game before you play the, the Green Bay Packers. If you're that worried about injuries, don't play the GD game. You know, like get these guys out here. We have a brand new defense, we have a brand new coaching staff, a brand new offense. We don't know what these guys look like when the game is for real, and I get it that it's preseason and how much of his. It it's a step up from practice. It's a huge step up from practice. I yeah. want to see our guys play. I hope it happens.
2: And that's and you're right. In that case, it's a different environment than what you know. Kevin O'Connell has been with with the Rams in the same system for year after year after year. Um, yeah. So and you don't you know really don't know what you have with all the players. So. We'll see. We'll see how it goes, and, you know, hopefully the you know hopefully it's the right decision. Well, one thing we will see
0: is this Minnesota Vikings team at Mile High Stadium in Denver, Colorado, next Saturday against the Denver Broncos. I'm looking forward to seeing both of you guys there. Uh, it'll be a good trip. It'll be the last time we see the Vikings this preseason. Maybe it's with the starters, maybe it's not. But one thing we do know is the next time I see you guys at U.S. Bank Stadium, We'll be playing the Green Bay
2: Packers right here at home, September 11th. It's gonna be a great opener. I mean, it's it's uh, you just hope that for some of these young guys, when the bullets start flying for real, they don't they don't get nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's it, that, that's where veterans having a veteran team and having veterans out there really 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 helps out. And you know, for like Zadarius Smith, it's like there you go, bud. We brought you in, playing your old team. Here we go. Let's just sit back and let that kind of unsettle in front of our eyes. I just got one thing to close this podcast out with.
1: Mr. Unlimited.
2: <laughs> Let's ride. <laughs> oh, see you guys we next go. week. Uh, yeah, we're going to see Ben's favorite NFL player. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't wait
0: to see the mock game he has with himself. This, sh- this should be the time where Ben is allowed to interview the away team players for the preseason I agree. game.
2: I agree. You know what? Make him go in the locker room afterwards <laughs> and hunt him down and make them ask you know ask some questions i love it well guys thank you again for tuning into this week's postgame report we'll talk to
0: you next week